Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. And the messenger that was gone to call Micaiah spake unto him, saying, Behold now, the words of the prophets declare good unto the king, speaking of Ahab, with one mouth. Let thy word, I pray thee, be like the words of one of them, and speak that which is good. And Micaiah said, As the Lord liveth, what the Lord saith unto me, that will I speak. And so Micaiah prophesies unto them and says, I saw all of Israel scattered upon the hills as sheep that have not a shepherd. And the Lord said, These have no master. Let them return every man to his house in peace. And the king of Israel said unto Jehoshaphat, Did I not tell thee that he would prophesy no good concerning me, but evil? But then Zedekiah, the son of Chenana, went near and smote Micaiah on the cheek and said, Which way went the Spirit of the Lord out of me to speak unto thee? And Micaiah said, Behold, thou shalt see in that day when you will go into the inner chamber to hide yourself. Then said King Ahab, Put this fellow Micaiah in the prison and feed him with the bread of affliction and with the water of affliction until I come back from this battle in peace. First Kings chapter 22, verse 13 through 27. The prophet Elijah had prophesied the death of King Ahab, the husband of Jezebel, one of the most wicked kings in all of Israel's history. Though he was on the throne, he was truly their enemy and the enemy of all that was holy. Therefore judgment finally came as foreign armies amassed against him. In uncertainty, Ahab calls the charismatic prophets of the kingdom to prophesy the outcome of the battle to him. Remember now that he had allowed his wife Jezebel to kill or imprison most of the real prophets, so that only the false, flattering, compromised, corrupted, easy-speaking, flesh-pleasing prophets remained, or worse, the prophets of Baal that she entertained. These prophets prophesied lies to him with a little truth mixed in in order to better sell it. They themselves did not even know the depths of the deception that they were taking part in. That because of their agreement with Jezebel, God's Holy Spirit had departed from them and a lying spirit had been sent to replace it. Remember that we are warned in 1 John chapter 4, verse 1, to believe not every spirit, but to test the spirits to see whether they are of God, because that many false prophets have gone out into the world. There is both a spirit of truth and a spirit of error, a real Holy Spirit and a counterfeit of it. The Holy Spirit brings us the truth. The counterfeit sells us lies. This lying prophetic spirit had been sent forth into these prophets to decree and declare to set a trap for those who trusted in it. Yet in God's mercy does he always still send the truth. For he does nothing unless he declares it to his servants, the prophets, the real prophets, first. 
So here enters Micaiah into the story. While the false were serving in high palaces, receiving attention, accolade, and the praises of men, Micaiah was serving God in the lowly, unseen faithfulness of a prison. He sat alone in the quiet torments because of his obedience and communed with God in true fellowship until the Lord came and got him and brought him to his purpose. The Holy Spirit was with him, and because of it, the truth came forth from him. Not his words, not the enemy's words, not the error of the lying counterfeit spirits that had infiltrated the prophets of the palace. The truth of the Holy Spirit of God that had saturated him in the prison and now permeated through him in the pivotal moment of purpose. Micaiah spoke the word of the Lord that day, though it opposed all that Ahab had heard. The king would not walk away from this battle victoriously, as had been spoken to him by the lying spirits, who themselves had been strategically positioned for this moment. For this battle would be Ahab's death. God would not fight for him, but against him and in fact had already begun to do this, for even the false prophets were a judgment. Teachers, after his own lust, words that agreed with and upheld his own wickedness in contradiction to the words of Scripture, but God's word stands. All else will fail eventually, but God's word always prevails. In the end, it always hits its mark. Moving ahead to 1 Kings chapter 22, verse 34, we read this of the battle that both Elijah and Micaiah had prophesied to Ahab. It says, And a certain man drew a bow at a venture and smote the king of Israel between the joints of the harness. Wherefore he said unto the driver of his chariot, Turn thine hand and carry me out of the host, for I am wounded. And the battle increased that day, and the king was stayed up in his chariot against the Syrians, and died at evening, and the blood ran out of the wound into the midst of the chariot. Do you see what happened? An unnamed, innocent no one on the battlefield draws a random arrow and fires an unaimed shot into the air. Through toil and chaos, through war and armies, through chariots and horses, through all the devices, plots, plans, and preparations of the armies of the enemies of God, the arrow finds its mark. The right spot, the right time too perfect to be planned by the hand and skill of man. It hits right between the joints of Ahab's armor, a weak spot that only God could have known about, and in that the enemy of God's people is destroyed. So here is wisdom, learn this, that so is it, my friend, with the true word of God. Like an arrow fired in faith, it always finds its mark. It hits the enemy in the right moment, in the right way, in a weak place, and defeats him. It wins the battle. It brings victory. 
the words of every other spirit will be fruitless in the end, but the true words of God spoken from the mouth of a humble vessel that has been faithful to trade the palace for the prison in order to receive and release it will never return void. It will hit its mark, even if you don't always get to see it. Micaiah didn't see it. Possibly the unnamed man who fired the arrow either. Nevertheless, God's word stands and finishes what it started. Isaiah chapter 55 verse 8 tells us this, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the th- Thing whereto I sent it. I can truly attest to this that there have been many times when I have spoken a sure word from the Lord and wondered what it was for or where that arrow went. Many times it did little to nothing in my presence, or worse, like Micaiah, it caused resistance and sent me to a prison. Yet over time, that word always accomplished its purpose. Released in faith, it carried on on its own, carried by grace in impossible ways to hit its mark, to find the one that it was for. To arrive at the right time, in a moment of weakness, when it could penetrate and defeat the enemy and bring liberty. So praise God for his words, for they are the truth, and they do set men free. My friend, understand this, that in this war that we are in, God's word is a weapon. Your words will be in vain. They will not sustain. The enemy's words will not remain. They will deceive eventually. But God's words always hit their mark and bring a divine and lasting victory. For as God himself says to us in Matthew chapter 24 verse 35, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away so we thank you lord for your word we thank you jesus for the price that you paid to make it available to us let us cherish it like a pearl of great price let us sit and consume it until it becomes part of us lord write your word upon our heart that we might not sin against you lord when you speak to us let us believe you with all fervency let us test the spirits and line it up to your written word lord let us know who you are through what you've said lord let us trust you and be willing to be led lord let us never speak of our flesh or of our emotions or of our own logic or intellect but let us be humble enough to move in the wisdom of the lord let us fear the consequences enough to seek you to wait on you to trust you to be content with you and where you have us in the moment, to be willing to sit in the classroom and be taught by you and not move until you tell us to. Let us have the same mind in us that was in Christ Jesus, who said he said nothing or did nothing unless he heard it from his Father. O Lord, tame 
our tongues and never let the enemy speak any confusion or error or lie or unbelief through us. But let your spirit have our whole being, including our tongue, that what comes forth from our lips is edifying to you and to the body of Christ Jesus. We yield our members to you, Lord. No man can tame the tongue, but only the Holy Spirit. That's why his first function at his appearing was to come as cloven tongues of fire and to rest upon them. Lord, wash us with your blood. We believe in who you are, O Lamb of God. Fill us with your spirit and let us speak your word. To know that we don't have to carry the arrow. We simply have to release it and trust you to bring it to its mark. And Lord, also soften our hearts so that your words can more easily and quickly hit its mark in us. Fine-tune and increase our hearing so that we can more easily receive your words and messages. Fill us with your Spirit, that through it we might have the ability to seek and the boldness to speak what you give us, to release those arrows on time and in season. Help us to make time with you, praying, listening, and being in your word, growing our greatest priority so that we will be ready and waiting when the time of going comes, ready to stand with bow in hand and a quiver full of arrows, ready to be released at a moment's notice, even if we don't see exactly where they're going. In First Peter chapter 3, verse 15, we read, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you, with meekness and with fear, having a good conscience, that whereas they may speak evil of you as though you are an evildoer, that they may be ashamed eventually that have falsely accused your good conversation in Christ, just like those false prophets, just like King Ahab who stood against the true word of God that came from the mouth of Micaiah and Elijah. When that arrow was released that day, God's word came alive and all of the false prophets' words fell to the ground and died. Because the words of many false prophets are like arrows shot into the air that go everywhere and then disappear. But what Micaiah had spoken was the word of the Lord, and it hit its mark. This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.